0: Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA.
1: If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text 580-580. With Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth, here is Steve Gregory. For the 795th time. Is it Uh, 795? Yep.
0: Wow, we're five shows away from eight hundred. What yep. do you think? Frank has been here for half of those. Years? Remember how young
1: you used to be, Paul, when oh. we started.
0: I uh, in a, in, a, in a
1: couple of weeks, I turned the big four nine. I yeah, know,
0: yeah. So if I'm getting a what about you guys?
1: Yeah, but I was gray then. I'm gray now. You <laughs> you have just turned gray.
0: <laughs> this is platinum blonde, by platinum the way. Platinum blonde. Platinum yeah. blonde. That's what my hairdresser tells me.
1: And Frank has turned brown.
2: I've turned brown.
0: I was
1: at a conference. Another tough conference (laughs) for Frank. (laughs) I
2: extended by three days, so the 10 is courtesy of the three days that I extended.
1: Oh, now wait a minute. (laughs) Is the tan from the three extra days, or did you have to stay the extra three days to, because you were burned so much during the conference? <laughs> if You know, if
0: you go on Facebook, Frank has all these videos on there, and I see him posting videos of pools and all that stuff, and I could have swore it was around 10, 10.30 in the morning when he's yeah. supposed to be in
1: Absolutely conference. false. Absolutely <laughs> false. So what was the conference about? Did you learn anything?
2: Actually, uh, some of the best brokers in the country, 550 mortgage brokers and lenders from across the country, um, nice to hear, economist. Uh, we had James Clear, who's the author of The Seven, seven Atomic Habits, um, as one of our guest speakers. Again, um, good good environment for a lot of us that haven't been able to get together since three years ago, since COVID. So uh, a lot of people, this was the first time we were able to get together as a group and share our experiences, everything we've gone through. Obviously, we've gone through the highs and the lows, Where, especially the ones that are in the GTA and GVA, where their business is non-existent right now. And, you know, in our business, we have what's, and in Ottawa, there's a lot of insured slash insurable business, which is any property that's a million dollars or less, or less than a million dollars, you can get default insurance on, regardless of whether you put 5% down. Even if you're buying with 20% down, there's there's something called an insurable mortgage, which gives you a better rate. Well, in Toronto and Vancouver, there's no such thing, because there there, there are not properties that are, so those clients not only are faced with higher costs to buy a house, but also higher borrowing costs because they don't get the benefit of being an insurable mortgage. So, um, and that's why they're hurting over there. They're just trying to figure out. And there were some good sales tactic uh, tactics uh, presented to us, and, and and good approaches for clients. But you know, at the end of the day, some of the lenders like you know Scotia who's not priced really well right now, uh, they've got you know they want to increase their capital so they're they're purposely sitting on the sidelines right now uh not being as aggressive on the rates as they normally would be so wow. and some of the other banks are doing the same thing they're because the volumes are down they're looking to make sure that they keep their margins as high as possible because they still need to profit like they do every quarter so i don't see
1: any help coming anybody's
2: way until an election
1: well and that's
2: two years away, exactly. so so that's the problem. Because um, with
1: the economy, what it is, they don't really care to motivate to get people to buy homes. They they want the recession, or they want the interest rates to come down. So where's the motivation in helping first time homebuyers? Not there.
2: It's not there. I mean, I I, I mean, there was um, somebody got on Ottawa TV apparently ten days ago and talked about forty year amortizations, like they were coming when in actuality they're far from coming. The only thing that's possible on a 40-year amortization is the government's failed Canadians when it comes to the variable rate mortgages. So banks like Royal Bank and TD have what's called a static payment. So what happens on a static payment when the, when they got their original variable rate mortgage, you know, prime rate was at 2.45 and if they got prime minus 1, they were at 1.45. So the payment has stayed static. Some of them have hit trigger rates, but For some people, it stayed static all the way through. So a customer that would have gotten a mortgage three years ago with a 25-year amortization today might be getting a statement, and their amortization is up to 45 or 50 years because their payments stay the same, but the interest rate's gone up, and now there's virtually no money going towards the principal. So in those scenarios, I think there's going to be some talk. And again, we're not there yet, but I think it's going to happen over the next year or so. Because when those mortgages come up for renewal, what'll happen then is you're gonna get a renewal agreement and now your amortization has to go down to twenty years. Well, talk about payment shock. Twenty, not
1: even twenty five?
2: No, it has to go down to twenty because it was registered at twenty five. So now there's five years later. It's gotta go down to twenty. So talk about payment shock for those clients. You know, all of a sudden they're gonna get a renewal agreement with their payments double, triple what it is today, because they gotta get their amortization back in line. So there's going to be a lot of power power of sales. Mapping. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what they're worried about is the fact that the housing economy is going to go down in the dumps again. So uh, so I think the government has to do something about that. And, and what they're proposing is maybe on renewals, just specific renewals for variable customers that had static payments, maybe allow them to have a 40-year amortization. But they have to get the default insurers online, too, to, uh, to approve it as well. Wow, what a
1: mess that would be if they don't
2: help. They have to help, I think. I, I Imagine think what home prices question. would do, Paul.
0: They'd plummet. Yeah. They'd plummet. Yeah.
2: And that's their fear, right? Well, not their only... fear is they don't want that to happen to housing prices no. across the country either.
0: Not only would the prices plummet, but the market would just be completely shut down. There'd be power of sales everywhere. Like the People could would have to walk away from their homes. They wouldn't the be able to afford them. Win. The rich would
2: win. The rich investors would've... would win because yeah. they'd be able to yeah. s- swoop in and and, and uh, take a bunch of these properties at probably lower than market value, because yeah. again they'll be up against a whole bunch of people. So, that not won't... to mention the
1: equity people would lose even if they were able to afford their mortgages. Yeah, yeah, you'll see a lot of people. Oh, what a mess that would! Be. A lot of people walking
0: away from their mortgages at that point, or walking away from their houses. Yeah, it just it'll be a mess if that happened. Yeah, but if anybody
2: saw that TV, there's no 40-year amortizations coming. Like, that. let's put that aside. Getting to 30 has been a struggle. Never mind the 40. As much as in my mind, it would be. I, I, I've always said, if you're a first-time homebuyer. And you're in your 20s. I don't think there's anything wrong with getting a 35 or 40 year mortgage, once, first-time home buyer only, once you get a 40 year amortization, once in your lifetime. Just like the first-time home buyers, you get to take uh, or you get the land transfer tax that four thousand, which by the way should also be increased as well because the values of homes have gone up tremendously. I'd love to see the provincial government, uh, you know, increase that maybe to eight thousand. I know that our association's pushing for that, but. They but I don't revenue. see a
1: problem with a 40-year regardless.
2: Regardless. I don't but, You know. I, well, well, what's the it difference? It might as well be interest only. Like, like once you get to 40 years, it might as well be an interest only mortgage at that point. I mean, it's 40 years. Uh, I think the once for first-time homebuyers, you're not going to get OSFI or the government to agree to it forever. But I think to give first-time home buyers hope in being able to acquire a home, I think that's where it makes sense to have a 40-year amortization once. And only on your first home. What were rates at the last time we could get a forty-year? Oh, jeez, in the in the threes and fours.
1: Where we are now, more where or we less. are in,
2: more or less. I mean, we're fours and fives yeah, yeah, now. We're not yeah. threes and fours, fours and fives. But you're right. And back then, I mean, I mean, it was a double whammy. And if you remember, Paul, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Not only did we have forty-year amortizations, if your credit score was six eighty or above, you can actually buy with zero percent down. All you needed is the closing cost. And the default insurers all came out and said it was risky, but we had no default issues. None whatsoever. And when when did they change
0: that? When the states went through their crazy recession. No,
2: that's when they they implemented it because they thought the housing economy was going to crash in Canada just like it did in the states, but it never did. No. And then about a year, that 40-year ammo, 0% down, was available for about a year, and that's it. So.
1: Well, the March numbers came out. No crash. I mean, values down but not unexpected right but, but well, compared uh, to last year well if you yeah. compare, like yeah. if you
0: compare march to march over last year i mean march last year was our best year on record so of course it's going to be down but so i'll let you know what happened with the numbers but then i'll tell you the positive side of these numbers so in march the number of sales was down 40% which is drastic and the average sale price was down 16% we went from 757,000 last march to 636 this march so the numbers were definitely down and when you look at year-to-date, year-to-date, we're down 39% number of sales, and the average sale price is down 14.7%, which is expected. Jan, Feb, March of last year, and April were crazy, crazy months. So Best we, ever, right? Best ever. So we knew this was going to happen, but here's the positive. In March, compared to February and January, we're up residential, we're up condo, and we're up overall average sale price, and we're up a good amount. You know, in February... Our average sale price year to date was at six twenty three. Now we're at six thirty six. So uh, six sorry, uh, year to date we're at six twenty nine. So we're we're going the right way. We've hit our bottom and we're starting to, to rebound and go the right way now. So when the numbers came out, people were like, "Oh my God, it's crazy! The numbers are so bad." I'm like, "No, look at the look at the the intricacies of those numbers. Compare don't you can't compare over last March. You just can't. But if you look how our market's gone from January to February and now where we are in March." we're up. So we've hit that bottom and we're rebounding. We're going back up the hill. So
1: last April uh, is that when prices started to come down again?
0: Yeah, so our, in April, I believe last year it went from I went I think it went down to about 6 uh 39 at that point or 6 uh in that range anyway. So we 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 are marked sorry, 7. Uh so our our market started to slip after March, but it was still very very strong until about July, but we were seeing a little bit of a slip. But we went up. We went up over hundred grand in three months. So I, we were bound to see some sort of drop. Plus, that's when interest rates started. Going. That's when interest rates started going down, going up again. So, so here's the thing: positive is we're on the rebound, which is awesome news, and that's what I took from these numbers. Greg and I shot a video this week, and that's what it was all about: is the positive of these numbers. Because I'm still hearing realtors, I'm hearing other people say, "Oh, the numbers are down. Market's terrible. The market's awful." No, the market's rebounding. The market's good. So, you know, it's great. A big difference between
1: numbers down and market. Not rebounding.
0: Yeah. And our market is starting to rebound, which yeah. is awesome. Now, will we take, people are saying, oh, we're going to see the Jan, Feb, March of last year again. No, we're not seeing that. But you know what? I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if come April, our average sale price is up again. So I, I think we're, we're seeing a great trend, which is awesome. Um, you know, when we looked at the, the weekly numbers, we still can't get over that 3,000 active listings on the market. Yet. Even though, even though in seven days there was 653 that hit the market. So there are homes that hitting the market. But there's also homes that are selling. Uh, you know, the new listings by week was actually flat after a large spike the year, the week before. Sold properties actually had a bit of a spike, and the average sale price even had a bit of a spike. So it's it's all positive. Um, you know, a lot if, of
1: people aren't going to be listing through Easter weekend, though. Like
0: coming into this
1: weekend, they're going, "Let's wait till next week or the week
0: after." Absolutely, it's going to be slow for listings. It's going to be slow for sales over this weekend, and and usually over holidays it is. Uh, But then again, not all cultures celebrate different holidays, right? So we'll see even Christmas. I mean, we get calls on Christmas Day from people who don't celebrate Christmas, right? So... You know, every holiday is different, but usually, if you're thinking of hitting the market, um, hopefully you've you've held off until after Easter. Then you're going to hit yeah. the market after Easter.
1: Yeah, because whether you celebrate or not, still a long weekend. People still make plans. And they go, okay, after the yep. long weekend, then we're going to start thinking
0: about it. We're we we are not doing any open houses tomorrow, but we are today. So today we're actually out in in Embram at our at our uh, builder site with C.H. Clement, uh, with the the condos out there. So we have an open house there, two to four today, if you want to see some great condos come out to to Embram and uh, take a look at those condos. Do I get free chocolate if I show up? Absolutely, Steve. (laughs) Champagne.
2: Uh, 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 Clearly the builder's providing it because, you know, Paul didn't (laughs) talk about anything this morning because, well, as usual, if I'm here, he doesn't pay. <laughs> alligator arms, as uh, oh, as he's whatever. well known to his friends. Yeah. We gotta get he's got Greg alligator on arms. this. I, I'd like to see. Well, Greg, Greg got a coffee. Yeah, I yeah. know. I don't I, think yeah. Paul bought it. Yeah. Greg, by the way, I did a research of labor law. You should be getting paid double time eight, to come in on a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> it gets made up for over. I the just want to yeah. see a guy
1: throw his boss under the bus. 521 8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. 521-TALK, five two one eight two five five. To the phones we go and say hello to Leanne. Hello, Leanne.
0: Hi there. How are you? Good great. We're great, Leanne. Go ahead with your question. All right, so I listed my house yesterday. My condo is a garden home. And I listed it for 369 I didn't want to. I wanted to go higher, but, you know, I got badgered. So, badgered. Badgered. Um, <laughs>
1: Mhm. Anyway,
0: <laughs> anyway, I had a question about exclusive. She said something about being exclusive for a little while before putting it
1: on the MLS. I, I don't think I understood completely, but okay. I was hoping you could elaborate what that means.
0: Yeah. First of all, it's not listed with my team, correct? No. Okay. Okay. So no don't, first don't, mistake. Don't, well, there's your <laughs> there's your first mistake. But whatever you the advice. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You know what she, she was a cart girl with
1: the Meadows with my husband. My husband. No, no worries. Oh, no,
0: don't <laughs> worries. Don't worry. I'm still going to help you with your question. I'm <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm just giving you a hard time. So don't tell me her name or company or anything like that because I don't. I can't give you some advice if I know you know who you're listed with. But in um, general, terms. in general terms, I'm going to give you it's, some. It's still your company, but it's not your company. You know what I'm
1: saying? Right? No. No. As if it's, no. If it's... Okay. So what does exclusive mean?
0: So let, let's get into that exclusive right. listing. So when you list something exclusive, what we like to do is we like to take a listing exclusive for probably anywhere from four to seven days, probably five to seven days. And in that time, it allows us to market your property to our database, market it to some some other realtors that we work closely with in the city, um, get the marketing, the advertising ready, get my photographer Greg in the door to make sure the pictures are absolutely perfect for you. It just uh-huh. gives us some prep time to get the market, to get the house looking absolutely perfect to hit market. The biggest mistake people make is come see you today and then it hits the market on Monday. You know that's just it, there's no lead time in order to have a marketing plan put together and get a photographer through the door and all that stuff. And the so, odds of being
1: yeah. ready are okay. pretty haven't slim. Had right, I
0: have until the end of the month and there are some things that need to be done. Okay. That's why. Yeah. And that's why, that's why that's, yeah, that's why she wanted exclusive. And usually in the exclusive period, like we've taken some listings where someone says, listen, I want to list today, but I really don't want to hit the market till June 1st. Sure. No problem. We're not going to advertise and market your house anywhere. Uh, except for to our database, but we, what we will do is potentially see if we can find a buyer for you off off market. Um, but usually nothing like that it usually doesn't happen very often, but it just allows us to get the, get the house ready to go because the day you hit the market, your first couple of days are your most important days. so you want to make sure you're prepared. So whoever you've listed with has probably made the right decision here to uh, to hold it exclusive for a little while and especially if you have a tenant in there. if you have a tenant in there and the tenant's leaving, it's always easier to sell a house without the tenant. Um, yeah. because yeah. a lot of times you sell a house with a tenant. It's a tricky situation because if the tenant doesn't want to leave, that tenant makes that sale pretty tough. So if if the tenant is leaving, I would wait until that tenant's out, till yeah. you hit the market. So she made the right decision with keeping it exclusive for sure. Perfect.
1: Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, Leon. Right. Thanks, Leanne. Can't believe she didn't call you
0: first. Well, she said she listed with my t- not my team, but my company. I'm like, uh, my team is my yeah, company. It doesn't so. matter.
2: I mean, you know what? Our, our our job here is to give general advice Absolutely. anyway. Yep. It's not to no, pick just one over the other. Yeah, yeah, we we yeah. kid around, but. You know, it's, I it, wouldn't call Paul either. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I have twice. I call <laughs> Dora. I call Dora. I want the lemons. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but but at the end of the day, I mean, really, I mean, you know, I, you're right. I mean, in this case, she's got some things to do around the house, so the exclusive listing isn't a bad idea until those things are done around the house.
0: And it, usually to put a house on the market, like we have about a hundred and twenty things that we have to do. Before it even hits the market. So if we rush it to market, we might've missed 30 or 40 of the things that are really, really important. And Not only that, your agents
1: need to know the property. They need to know what they're selling too. 100%. 100%. You can't learn that in 24 hours.
0: No. No, you can't. I mean, so that's one of the things. Every Tuesday in our meeting, we talk about our listings. We talk about what's hitting the market, what's coming, you know, all the best parts and the features of these properties. And, you know... Greg's busy. Greg's shooting lots of homes and doing lots of videos with me. So I can't, I might not be able to get him in tomorrow. It might take a couple of days to get Greg through the door. And, Cause you know, we do, not only do we do the professional photography, but we do, you know, the drone shots and we do videos and, and pictures. the house and, has to be ready for that. The house has to be ready for that. Yeah. So the biggest I know he's good, but. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Are you staging, obviously you're staging before you take all the pictures and stuff for houses that need to be staged, Greg?
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the agent, the agent that, that's representing the property will often go in and give some advice, some staging. And when I get there, I'll just make some little tweaks and,
1: and stuff just to, just to get it all set up, making it look at its very best for launch day. Keep, yeah, keep, you keep know, you know what I fell in love with, Greg? When I was selling my house and my office was full of boxes... And he just Photoshopped them out. I, didn't, I said, yeah. do I have to move all these? No, no, I'll take care of it. Well, we,
0: we have some properties right now. And, and Greg's so good with his virtual staging, too. We have some properties right now. I remember I called you with Petra and I had this, uh, this bet on. One of our properties, I, Petra's like, oh, this is virtually staged. Greg did that. And I was like, "No, it's not. That's their furniture." And Petra's like, "I'll make you a bet. Call Greg right now." So I called Greg. He's like, "I said I got a bet with Petra, that that is virtually staged. I say it's not. She said it said it is." Greg's like, uh, "Which oh, yeah. story? Which side are you on?" And I said, <laughs> and, "And I said, I said, there's no way that that's virtually staged. That's real furniture." Greg's like, "I'm sorry, Paul. You lost this one." <laughs> so that's how good it is. And like we have the. The, with with our new builder Ch Clement, we've virtually staged a lot of the well all the units because there's no furniture in them. Yeah. you can't tell. You can't tell. They look like
1: it's a proper furnished home. You ever do that with the furniture? It just doesn't fit the room if it's very outdated. You ever just change a couch in? Oh,
0: he's taken out. He's taken yeah. out dancers' poles before and stuff like that. leave the plastic on the couch. Okay? Yeah,
1: leave the plastic
2: <laughs> on the couch. Yeah. Oh, and the lampshades and too. The lampshades, oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: In fact, is that a selling feature? If I'm listing, should I put the plastic on the couch? Yeah, yeah, No,
0: no. But it's it's amazing what he can do with videos and cameras and things like that. Just amazing. I mean, he does so many videos with me. He actually makes me look good too. I'm, yeah, not, sh- I'm not sure. Not I'm push not push sure. I'm not sure how he does that.
2: He's got two types of lenses. Number one, I mean, I I notice, and I
1: don't know. It's just it when comes. you look at these <laughs>
2: places, no, no. But when you look at these houses, some of these rooms look huge. With uh, I don't know if it's a special lens you use or.
1: Well, they're ultra wide-angle lenses, okay, and I that's mean, there's why. some. They look
2: bigger. I mean, I, I mean, you go in a room, and then you look at the picture. It's like, wow! I sometimes it was it's hard to get the, the, the whole picture. room in, right? Well,
0: and that's it. And and I mean, we we try not to be. I try not to be deceptive when I'm doing the photos. Like we want it to look as close as possible, but to be able to show off all the features, the flooring, if there's something special about the ceiling, the trim, whatever. I need to be
1: able to get it all in the photos because those photos—that's how people are making their decision to go right. see it in the first place. So, yeah. well, if I, they we, don't we, get past the photos, they're not going to go see no, it. No, if
0: the photos suck, they're not going to go see it. I still see realtors taking them with their iPhones and stuff like that. You, you gotta invest in a professional photographer. You have to. Uh, iPhone's I, not happy with that comment, by the well, way. Well, sorry, <laughs> any phone, any phone. But you know, oh, we gotta wrap up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll make my comment later. Well,
2: well, no, no. And he's also got the thinning lens when he gets Paul in the picture. I knew something was coming. I knew something was coming. Frank for, had to have the last word, we're eh? for the hair darkening lens, yeah, yes. oh, geez.
1: 521-TALK, 521 We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show, on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back, Paul Rushworth here, Frank DeBolitano here, Greg is here taking pictures just because that's what he does. He videos,
2: Paul. Uh, he's not the best looking guy in this room
1: right now, but he somehow videos, Paul's on video.
0: he videos the star of the show. Why not? I've never. We're been here. We're right here. <laughs> We're right here. We're right here.
1: Well, I will say he's not the most tanned guy
2: in the studio. Yeah, today, so. that's right. Or the that's guy right. that you know. Reaches to pay for things.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, you know I'm here, right? You're, like you're talking oh, about yeah. oh, me. Yeah. He is here. <laughs> yeah. <too>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So I, I got a funny feeling. The next week, the next two weeks, things are gonna start smoking. Yes, the optimism is in the air. The weather's starting to turn. Oh, we're hitting the 20s this week. I know. Are you kidding? This is where things really start yeah, to move now.
0: I think this is really where it's gonna start to pick up, and the is gonna carry us right into May. Um, I think it's gonna be a, a fast moving couple weeks but i will caution sellers right now this is where the snows melting the grass is ugly the gardens are ugly you have to do something to spruce up your curb appeal. You have to make sure your outside looks good, uh, or looks better than an, another house that is not for sale. You need people coming in your door, so make sweep sure, up the salt, sand, sweep rake. sweep up all the salt and everything that you've put down on the on the on the driveways that's still there, the residue. Rake your grass. I know it's a little bit early, but you know, as soon as that snow goes, it's not too wet. Rake to get the dead grass out of there. Make sure your gardens are cut back. Even put out the outdoor furniture earlier than you usually do if you can. Uh, make sure it just looks really, really appealing, especially your front curb appeal. Uh, you know, and then the backyard. If the snow has melted, get your get your furniture out there as well. Um, and you're going to have to do it earlier than when you usually do. So now's the time to do that. So as soon as that snow especially melts. Especially going
1: into this week. Have you seen the forecast for this week? It's going to be gorgeous. Yeah, yeah it's going to be gorgeous. You we, want to show that house the way it you could enjoy it all summer, right? Yeah, absolutely.
0: And it's going to. I think next next week, by the time we do this show next week, well, by the time I buy breakfast and we do the show oh, next God. week, it's it's. I don't think <laughs> we're going to have any. Do I don't think we're going to have any snow on the ground whatsoever. Yeah, so I it's think going to be gone. so it's going to be awesome. We'll be in shorts, yeah. Next week. My only worry is is I worry for the residents of uh, like low lying areas, um, you know, cottage country, uh, Gatineau area, Hull area. Uh, I feel for those, like, I hope we don't have a, a...
2: But it's been a slow thaw, so I don't think it's going right. to be as bad. It's been a yeah, slow thaw. You're
0: so. right. It's been a slow thaw, but it all depends on coming from the north. If they thaw at the same time as we do and we get a lot of water coming here, that's where we get floods, uh, When they yeah. how fast they let out the dams as well. Um, you know, we had over 300 centimeters of snow this
1: year, this year so
0: that's a, a, a lot of
1: snow. So We did have a meltdown <laughs> you're right. during the yeah. year, yeah. And, yeah. and it's been fairly slow so far. Yeah. yeah. I look at it this way: If I'm looking at waterfront, I'm making my drives around now just to get a sense.
0: For sure, for sure, absolutely. Because if you're if you're on waterfront and you're low and you're 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 in a risk of flooding, this is when you want to see how high the water is. And as soon as that snow melts and the rivers and the lakes are are you know are running again, this is the time where you actually notice how high does that water actually get. Because I know it even in Constance Bay where I am. Um, in, in about another two to three weeks, that water's going to be at its peak, and uh it's it's always nerve-wracking. But it goes down quick, which is good, but it's it's
1: nerve-wracking going up there, knowing the water's starting to get pretty high. Which leads to my next question. Do you wait to list waterfront, or do you go ahead?
0: No, I would go ahead. Yeah. I would go ahead and list waterfront. Unless you're flooded, of course. Yeah, yeah unless you're <laughs> flooded, but no, I would list it as soon as possible, because even if you go look at a cottage... And the water's really high, <clears throat> and it's over the next two or three weeks. You know that's as high as it's going to go, yeah. um, and and you know it's and we with the amount of snow we had, with the amount of rain we've had, if it's really really high, it's the highest it's going to go. So yeah. I and this
1: would be considered an average year, I would think, for what for snow or for yeah yeah for no, we had a lot of snow this year, a ton yeah, of but snow. Like we had the meltdown, we did, we did. It's not we like did. It, it went from you know zero to. Twenty
0: in March, and that's the risk. And it didn't do that You're yeah. right? Like Frank said, it was a slow thaw, which is great. Um, so we just hope there's there's no no flooding in the low lying areas, and yeah. you know people because I you know I was up in Constance Bay uh, bagging and all that stuff in in nineteen and seventeen, and it was to see the devastation. And it's hard to get insurance on waterfront now. Yeah, it's, really, almost, impossible. it's almost impossible. I mean, even even where my parents are, they're way way up. Like there's no chance they can flood. They are back on to Mooney's Bay, and they're struggling to get. Water, overland water insurance. I'm like, Mom, your place will yeah. never I, flood. If your place floods, <laughs> we're all in trouble. But it's it's a struggle to get, uh, especially insurance companies, how much money they, they lost through 2017 and 2019.
1: Yeah. It was tough. Not to mention you're getting way too old to be bagging these
0: days. Oh, yeah. You know, it kept me, it kept me young. I brought the kids up there. I actually took the kids out of school to... to, to to go up there and help and do something different than, than you know, go to school and learn. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but see it was the good. kids,
2: because 300 centimeters of snow, Paul didn't lift a shovel this year, so. I did lift a shovel. Oh, once, eh?
0: Well, no, I had to hand it to the guy who does my driveway, <laughs> so I did lift it. <laughs> I had to get it out of the way sometimes, you know. <laughs> uh,
1: judging by your website, rates haven't changed?
2: Rates haven't changed, although the bond markets have started to slide a little bit. The job reports came out both in the U.S. and Canada, and, um... Up 35000 That's up three 35, times more than they thought. Three times more than they thought, but still, you're starting to see it come down. You're starting to see the numbers. You're starting to see them realize that we're not that far away from job losses as opposed to job gains. So uh, both on the American and on the Canadian side, which is good news. Uh, again, at the conference this week, we had Con- senior conference. officials, senior <laughs> officials of six institutions – Uh, including Scotiabank and TD, and every single one of them to a person said that the government has gone too far on qualifying today. They've taken it way too far right, and they have to find some kind of a middle ground because it's too difficult for Canadians to get mortgages today, and what they're doing is they're driving Canadians to alternate mortgages, which which is more expensive, and that's not what we expect our government to do to people. Canadians deserve better than that. They, they can make their mortgage payments, but the qualifying is so difficult that they're forcing Canadians and lenders can do the alternate financing, because on the alternate financing, which costs more, it's not that bad. I mean, generally, alternate financing is about finding a solution for a year, and it could be that your ratios are out because maybe you're just new in a job or you're on commission and you don't have two full years. So therefore, you go the alternate route, because the alternate route can, can take your uh, gross debt service ratio and total debt service ratio all the way up to 60% versus the 44 that's allowed at the institutions. But you still have to have the 20% down in those scenarios. But still, they've made it so difficult for Canadians that they're looking at the and, – and the alternate channels are growing, and they're more profitable, obviously. But it hurts Canadians. and um, It's
0: pushing but, them to the rental market is what they're doing.
2: Well, it's keeping them in the rental market, yeah. and we talk you know off the break. I mean, if you're renting and you're and you've got a cheap rent right now, you can't even come close to getting a mortgage that's close to that. And the whole purpose used to be if we can save enough of a down payment and our mortgage payment is close to our rent payment, we can own. Why would we be renters when we can own? Well, if you've rented a house five years ago at fifteen hundred, you've gone up two percent every year, you stay in that place, maybe you're up to sixteen hundred today. Not a chance you can buy anything that's less than $2,500 a month. So, so.
0: How, we can tell, how we can tell that it's really, really tough to buy a house in Canada now, it's, and I'll talk about the Ottawa numbers, but there is 641 rentals on the market right now, which is a high number. We've got up to almost 1,000 rentals on the market at one point. So you would think that the rental market would be struggling right now. It's going the opposite way. Rates are still. I mean, rents are going up because it's. There's. You, you think there's. There's a glut on the market. It's the old supply and demand. There's a glut on the market, so the demand should be going down. It's opposite. There's so many people being pushed into the rental market right now that even though there's a glut of rentals on the market, prices are still going up because everybody's looking for rentals right now. I'll so. bet that
1: turnover is high too. There's a lot on there, but there's a lot that are getting rented.
0: That, that's what I'm saying. There's so many people. I mean, if you go on like a site like a Kijiji, there's more people looking to rent than there are rentals on there. So it's, yeah. it's. I mean, there's, the rental market is very, very strong, even though there's a glut on there. But you're right, Steve. Like you put it on there and it's not like it's sitting for a month. It's, you're pretty much finding a tenant pretty quick. So.
1: Yeah. Almost whatever you're asking.
0: Exactly. You brought up an interesting thing in the break about, about tenants and the rights and stuff like that, what they're trying to do.
1: Yeah. They're proposing now that if you're going to renovate a property. Once the renovation is done, you get to give the renter 60 days to decide if they want to come back. And if they come back, it would be at the same rent that it was before the renovation. That makes no sense. It makes
0: zero sense. And what it's doing, the tenants, and I apologize if you're a tenant. I'm not, not, because there's tons of amazing tenants out there. So don't take this the wrong way. But the tenants have all the rights. And unfortunately, we see the nasty part of it. We don't see the great tenants. Because if you have a great tenant, you don't ever want to get rid of that house. We deal with a lot of tenants that are, you know, destroying houses, treating them like garbage. So the landlord has to sell or wants to sell. The tenant won't leave. We can't get the tenant out. They're demanding this and demanding that. And even if we can get the house up for sale and there's a tenant in there, the tenant's like leaving stuff everywhere to to ruin the showings. We have, I mean, one of our listings right now that we have the tenant who's, we've sold it three times and the tenant. Haibosh is the sale every time he's there for the home inspection and tells them, oh, this leaks and this is garbage and this is broken and this is wrong. And the people walk away. So it's, you know, the, the tenants have all the rights. And I think if you, this story right here, if, the, if that comes to fruition, that's even worse. Cause there's a lot of times where you have a terrible tenant in there. So you decide how I get the tenant out is I'm going to renovate the hell out of the house. That way the tenant would leave. And now they're saying, well, the tenant can't leave or the tenant will leave, you'll do the renovations. Then they have the right to come back. Yeah. Why would you do the renovations? They've already trashed your house. So you're doing the renovations for them to come back in and trash your house. Like
1: well, it doesn't make nobody's sense. No one's going to renovate anymore.
0: No one's going to renovate anymore. So it's just stupid. The, 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 what article did that come from? Uh, I can't remember. Because I want to stop reading I, that. I do so much prep. I know you do. I know. <laughs> well, whatever <laughs> it is, I hope that doesn't happen
1: because that just gets But it's it the to, Ontario government that's- thinking of proposing this.
0: Yeah, who's in charge of that? Like, <laughs> Stephen Clark. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. Absolutely. Not him. I'm how, saying that is stupid. Do you, how
1: do you really feel about this?
0: I, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's, it's mainly because, I mean, I'm lucky that I have some very good tenants in my units, but I've seen the nastiness of tenants and- when How t- long is
1: the process to get rid of a bad tenant? It could take a long time. A lot
0: of what people are doing now is they're throwing money at a problem, right? So they're saying to the tenant, listen, we are, we are we are going to sell. We know you're going to kibosh every sale and ruin our, our listing for us. What would it take for us to get you to leave? And we've done some where we've had to pay a month's rent. We've done some where we've paid a few months rent. And I think if you go on the Landlord and Tenant Act, I think there's actually like a, a um, what's the word I'm looking at? Like almost like a... a a, a case scenario where they're saying it's usually an average of three to four months rent that you have to give the tenant for them to leave, which oh, is, wow. that's a lot of money. I mean, if you're renting your place for $2,500, that's ten grand yeah. four months rent. You got to give the tenant just to get out, you know? So the tenants definitely have all the rights. And my my thing is, listen, I've worked really hard, and I mean, not me in general, but anyone has worked really hard in order to afford an investment property. And you get a tenant in there that trashes it and teach, treats it like, like crap, It's it's disheartening.
1: Like yeah, my, there's got to be a better way of looking at this, eh? a little more even.
0: Yeah, way more even. Because right now, I mean, if you're a tenant, you have everything. you got to all the rights. Landlords have nothing. Except ownership. Except ownership, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and
0: mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. So um, Frankie, uh, just before we get into this segment, there's something you said last segment, and, and you've said it a few times today on the show, and you're talking about this conference that you went on, and I would like to say, so what I do is I go on conferences, what you do is you go on vacations that you can write off, hmm. that's pretty much what you go on, <laughs> am I correct, uh-huh. you use them as a write off, it's, and it's a vacation.
2: How's it a vacation when I'm in a conference room for
1: six straight
2: hours for three?
0: It days was actually in a row. five and a half hours. Right. and five and a half hours is not a you conference. Think this is
1: painful for you to hear. You should hear it during the break. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. People
0: must think Frank and I don't like each other. Right? They're like, you guys just kill at each other. Well, we've done
1: 795 shows. Something's working. Yeah, I-,
0: I probably bought breakfast for 700 of them.
1: In your dreams. <laughs> How many shows have you been here for, Frank? Uh,
2: probably about seven hundred. <laughs> I know. I, I know That's who it. hasn't been here for seven hundred. Let's
0: hold on. Let's say this again. How many shows have you been here in the summertime, Frank? A hundred percent. You've been at every one. Winter time, you don't really see snow. I call in. I'm still here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't miss a show in three years during COVID. Did I? Not one. I don't know. I, all I Not know is I was here for. I every know you. One. You yeah. only missed two. Listen, you're seven ninety three, so. So it's you're you're, you're 793. So we know that number is for sure. We know Paul's probably starts with a 4, maybe a 5. <laughs> oh, jeez. Maybe a
1: 5. <laughs> oh god. All right, here's a there's been a lot of people now, a lot of stories written the last week, two weeks. Homeownership is only for the rich now. This is the way a lot of disappointing, are eh? feeling, yeah. The, like that's disappointing to
2: read and to hear and to see those statistics. Not that I believe in every statistic that's out there. But it sure feels like young Canadians are disappointed and disheartened by the fact that they may never be able to get into home ownership, which is something that I think so many Canadians aspire to at least own their home at some point. Yeah. Listen, there's renters that's... out there, and Paul talked about it. There, there are people that are are content to be lifetime renters. They're, that's okay. They've got it in their head that this is what they're going to do. They're going to live their life, and they don't care to save money for a down payment. They've got or they don't want plans. the responsibility of ownership. They don't want the responsibility and, of ho- ownership. They want to be able to move around if they want. And I get that. But there are lots. I mean, you talk to some of these kids that are going to university to, to get a, a great paying job. With that also comes home ownership. They want to be homeowners. And when the well, statistic comes out debt now, to like, begin with, and coming they're getting out of there.
1: zero help from the government.
2: Zero. Right. Z- Z- Everybody else gets help, but the rich get help from the government and not... Your middle class family, and not certainly your lower class family, as much as they they parade out there like they're helping people. They're not. Yeah. Uh,
0: when, they're we not. Through, when we went through when we went through that crazy market of Jan, Feb, March, April. Well, let's just say since the COVID started, yeah. uh, our market has been pretty abnormal, unusual, unusual, yeah, and yeah. A- abnormal, and, and really strong. I can't even count how many times a, an adult came to me and said. How are my kids ever yeah, going to get into get home it. ownership? And my kids are the same thing. They're like, Dad, how am I ever going to be able to afford? Like, I mean, I could have afforded a $325,000 townhome, which it was three years ago. I can't afford a $700,000 townhome. And it's true. It's true. It's hard. I mean, it's... Not a 25-year M. No, and it's it's hard. I mean, they're... The home ownership is, is becoming unattainable. It really is. It's, and it's tough. And, it, you know, when you when the prices are going up and the rates are going up, it's, your payments are just skyrocketing. Like, I look at my commercial mortgages right now. My Canada office is up, since the rates have gone up, is up $3,000 a month. Yeah. That's just my Canada office. You lump my Orleans in there, I'm almost $5,000 extra a month since the rates have gone up. Like, it's just And
2: And there's lots of Canadians in variable rate mortgages. I've seen their payments, go. the ones that aren't in static payments, again, they'll feel the pain two years from now, three years from now. But the ones that don't have static payments have felt the pain for the last eight months where, you know, their mortgage payment has gone up 800, 900. But it's not just variable rate mortgages. That's the crazy part is, you know, because we do the real estate and mortgage show, we talk about that. It's lines of credits, personal lines of credits. The interest rate's gone up tremendously and the payments have gone up. Home equity lines of credits, which are typically – You know, a cheap way of borrowing, especially temporarily and using it for home renovations. Those have gone up tremendously. Businesses, commercial mortgages, commercial loans, they've gone up tremendously. And they're all going to impact what's going to happen, which the recession. The recession is coming. Everybody's saying it. We're starting to see the signs of the recession. It'll bring lower interest rates. That's the good news. I mean, I will say that interest rates are trending to come down over the next 6 to 12 months. So if you've got a mortgage that's up in the next four or five months, don't early renew. Wait it out. Wait, because the chances are very high that your interest rate will be lower at your maturity than it is today. So don't be in a rush to renew your mortgage. And do you suck it up and go variable? I would, but again, you're paying the price to go variable right now because the variable rate is higher than you can get on a fixed (laughs) mortgage. But what it does is it opens up the door for you to be able to convert it to a fixed mortgage if interest rates and when interest rates come down over the next 6 or 12 months. When's
1: the Bank of Canada getting together this month? April
2: 12th, so it's coming up this week. Again, expected to be a neutral decision where where there's no not going up and not coming down. Even though the jobs are up? Even though the jobs are up, it, the, the interest rates are not expected. The uh, On the U.S. side, the Feds are expected to do one more quarter percent increase, and then we're going to start to see them pause. I think the Bank of Canada at least... Again, in the conference that I was at learning <laughs> paid uh, vacation yes they talked about they talked about the fact that they expect that the Bank of Canada will actually start may start to lower prime rate as early as late summer as opposed to into 2024 where they originally thought because they feel that the recession's really going to start to come around May or June so but,
0: but Frank even even a neutral rate announcement is good it's good Are you know rate? like the last rate announcement was in uh when was the last one? Uh, was it March, early March? When that stayed neutral in early March, the optimism in the market was rampant. And I yeah, think people finally see a bit of it. People are like, though, oh, because yeah. they could stomach where the rates were. But if another quarter, half, three quarter point, people would have been like, I'm out. Yeah. Totally out. Just
1: psychologically.
0: Psychologically. So I think if another neutral announcement comes out, like Frank says, it's probably going to happen. I just think the optimism is going to be even better. And the thoughts of rates actually coming down uh, is really helping, pe- spurring people along to, to really get into home ownership and yeah. can afford things.
1: So. That'd be two neutrals in a row. That'd be
2: welcomed. Be welcome. Then again, we'll mm. probably get a third and a fourth neutral, and then the talk will start to be when our interest rates starting to come down. So Any so, chance so far? fixed
1: rates would come down before all that happens?
2: Fixed rates will probably start to come. They usually do. So fixed yeah. rates start to go up before the prime goes up. The same thing will happen right now. We're, we've we seen the bond market start to retract a little bit this week, uh, and we expect that to continue. But I think, again, it's not going to be big jumps or big drops. It'll be gradual drops, and we'll start to see the lenders gradually. I mean, you know, if, if every two or three weeks we got fixed rates to come down 10 basis points, then by the time you know it, by the time we hit the fall, we could be in the threes for a yeah, fixed rate, which trendy. would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Birthdays. Uh, I got a few. Um, Brian Mason, uh, one of our lender partners with Strive, celebrating his 50th birthday. Somebody's close to that in in, in this room as well. But I'm uh, only
0: 48. Uh, mm-hmm. Lisa
2: Lisa Belanger celebrated her birthday as well this week. Uh, my niece Nadia Di uh, and good friend of the family Maria Ranieri, celebrating her birthday, and of course Happy Easter all. And I, th- I think we have our producer Steve, who's got a look at this. We got Steve in the yep. in the house too. Yeah. Um.
0: So, happy belated birthday to my mom, Linda, who Aww. on Thursday turned sixty. Wow. wow good just good. a babe. Happy wow. birthday, Linda! And for me, I don't have any birthdays, but I will tell you, come out and meet me and see me at in Embram at the Ch Clement. Uh, subdivision on Saint Moritz. We're doing an open house two to four today, and uh, there's eleven condos to look at, and they are sexy. So come on.
1: When out. was the last time wow. you did an open? Wow. house? Wow, <laughs> a long time. And yeah. Paul, long time. Any autograph?
2: You charging for autographs still, or no? Are they getting them for Only free. Only if yeah. he signs my name. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, no anniversaries. No work anniversaries. No, no. No, not right now. One of my former neighbors, when she was young, celebrated her birthday on your team this week, Angie did. so. Angie White, yep. Nice. Yeah, she yep. was my neighbor. And, by the way, your kids should be very happy because you are going to help them buy a house because you don't buy breakfast or you are huh. saving money. Try to get that, down down in, eh? get. get that last and word in. Always got to get that last
0: word in. And unlike
2: Paul, who doesn't support local... Local businesses because he never buys breakfast like I do. But please continue to support local businesses and charities. Happy Uh, Easter. You guys are so lucky you don't get to be around these guys for a week. (laughs) Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend.